Well, hey, I am very excited about today's interview. I'm, I'm joined in studio by Kevin Allen. And if you are familiar at all with the Riverside real estate market, then you know Kevin Allen. He is something of a legend for his consistency, um, for his work in geographic farming, for the level of service that he brings. Um, I, I really could go on and it's a pleasure, but um, I think I've said enough. And so without further ado, uh, Kevin Allen. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Okay, full disclosure, uh, this is our second take because the audio recorder died a second ago. So um, we prepped a little right. bit. But um, so Kevin, I, I'm excited to have you in here today um, because I, one, I've had the opportunity to get to know you over the last year. Um, and I love, uh, I love your business. I love the mindset uh, that you bring to it. Um, but uh, let's start right at the beginning. How did you end up in real estate? I've always kind of had an interest in homes. Uh, as a even as a little kid, I collected keys, and uh, one of my first jobs was uh, riding my bike and delivering flyers for a realtor at a penny a house, and uh, so there's always some interest there. I uh, loved maps as a kid, uh, drew my own maps. So uh, as uh, life went on, I I studied and uh, served in the church for a long time with youth. And uh, when there was a career transition there, uh, God seemed to be opening up the door in real estate. So I went for it, took the exam and, and jumped in. Uh, at the time, I had four kids, so it was uh, an all or nothing sort of thing. Mm -hmm. so. Now, I, I, we, this is something that was about 14 years ago, you had said previously. Um, the market at that time was not like the market today. Correct. Um, give, me, give me some insight into that. <laughs> so... so uh, the market at that time was very much uh, tilted towards the buyers. Uh, there were a ton of homes on the market. At any one time, I could show my buyers 25 homes that were available. Uh, the market was tanking. Uh, the prices were going down. Um, there were uh, bank-owned homes left and right. And so uh, when I jumped into the business, I just jumped into doing open houses because that's what was available. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that I remember from that period was... Uh, you would think as a buyer's agent, it would be a dream come true, right? Because there were so many houses on the on the market. Sure. But even there, um, there was a lot of competition for those homes um, with investors and cash offers. And um, so it was an instant success. Correct. Yeah, it still was a lot of work. Okay. Uh, it was a different, it was a mindset too. As, as the market was going down, buyers were unsure if they wanted to buy something because what if it was $20,000 less next month? Right. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was a wild time. Um, I remember representing buyers and they would be just so heartbroken because they'd be in with their best offer and someone would come in with cash and, you know, like a, like a 10 sure. day close, sure. you know, and, yeah. uh, and they would run with Which that in one. one sense, that's similar to today's market. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I alluded to, you know, one of the things that um, you've done really successfully over the years is geographic farming. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. When did you, when did you get started in your farm? Um, how long did it take to get traction? Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, share sure, a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. So I started about 10 years ago uh, and just dabbled in it a little bit here, a little bit there, and uh, took some classes and realized that uh, over time, it's between the classes and just trial and error of my own, uh, you know, 
how how to be consistent, how much was too much, how much was too little, when were the best times to go out, uh, and uh, just developed it. But it took it took about three years to gain traction. Okay, as far as it going and and actually uh, developing into some listings and some sales. Right now, three years to gain traction. Um, outside looking in, it seems like a long time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, how did you, you know, what, what sustained you? How did you, um, stick with it? What, what, why was that the thing that you felt you were supposed to be doing? Yeah, it, it just, it felt like that was something that I was wired for. Uh, I, I enjoy being out with uh, people and just, uh, blessing people as I walk through neighborhoods. It's great to be out in the sunshine and the wind and to, you know, hear the birds. It's, it's, it's a, it's a great time. It's, uh, I've got time actually personally to even meditate and pray between houses. And so it's, to me, it's a much more relaxing atmosphere, uh, that fits with the way I'm wired. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, it's, not everybody's meant to do everything. Absolutely. And, um, and door knocking and getting out in the neighborhoods is not for everybody either. Right. So. Right. But for you, it's, it's a very life giving thing. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, and you make it sound wonderful because honestly, yeah. the idea of going through a walk, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, um, I, I, I assume that it isn't always, um, just going for a walk, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah tell, so. tell me about some of the challenges. Oh, I mean, every once in a while you run into somebody who's not happy to see you. I okay. mean, I've had flyers thrown back at me. I've been told to get the bleep off my property and, you know, but those, those are the exceptions as, as, uh, for the most part, uh, the neighbors are a, a pleasure to be around and, and you, you get to know people over time. I mean, you get to know, Hey, these people are, are wonderful and, and it's great to chat with them. And then there's other people who are just not interested and, and part of it is going, you know what, my style and who I am is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, there, but there's enough business out there for everybody and there's, you know, enough, uh, you know, different personalities and, uh, it, you know, you kind of work with who you fit with. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, Seth Godin is a, is a marketing guru. I, I really enjoy and He talks about the, um, the, the lowest viable audience or the smallest viable audience. Right. Yeah. And it really is like focus on the people you connect with. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. you're not Coca-Cola. No, no. <laughs> right. Um, and, and you, you prove it, you've done a very good uh, business that way. Okay. So, so those are some of the challenges. What are some of the things that the, the stories that are rewarding to you, you've walked through a neighborhood sure. and you had the opportunity to connect or yeah. to, you know, what are some of those stories? Yeah. So, I mean, everything from the, from the business aspect, you know, when I'm in a relationship with somebody for five, seven years and years past, they've always been like, Kevin, I'm not ready. Kevin, I'm not ready. And Finally, it's the day that I go, you know what, we're starting to think about it. Can you come on in and tell us what we should do at our house to get it ready? So, yeah. you know, that's when it's going all, all of those times of sewing and all those conversations uh, start to reap a reward in that sense. But then there are, there are definitely things outside of the business, too. I mean, there's there's just, you know, people, there's lonely people out there who, you know, invite you in to go and chat. I mean, I've I've prayed for people who uh, whose husband was in the hospital or who just lost a loved one. So, you know, there's there's all these opportunities. There's part of the part of the reason I love the getting out in geographical farming and, and knocking on people's doors so much is I, I love the human, the humanity part of real estate. Mm -hmm. And that really allows you to connect with people uh, mm -hmm. directly. Yeah. And I see, this is something I, I think is really critical. And, and I think you exemplify it so well to be successful in geographic farming. It isn't about the number of doors, although that's important, yeah. right? It's yeah. not a burn and churn. 
Um, it really truly is. I knocked on the door and this older woman invited me in to talk and that may take your, a good portion of your afternoon, right? Um, but it's not necessarily always about the next sale. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the relationships. I, when I go out and, and knock on doors, I, I ask God to say, God, give me the opportunities you want me to have and whatever those opportunities look like. Yeah. And I, I love it because you recently brought on a, a new buyer's agent. Um, and, uh, hearing him share what he's learning from you has been really neat because he'll talk about, yeah, I got to find a plumber for this person, you know? Um, (laughs) And uh, so when, when I think of Kevin Allen geographic farming, I think of community building, right? Um, Absolutely. uh, We live in these cookie cutter uh, track homes sometimes, and it can feel very, um, you know, they aren't the small towns, right? And, um, but it seems like the way you farm, you make a a big town or or an anonymous track more of a small town. Yeah, I love to do that. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be a resource, like you said, with yep. uh, different handymen and whatever. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I, I love that. So, Kevin, um, to that end, and I've talked to you a little bit about this personally, but I'd love for you to share it. What are the habits, the routines, the minimums, like your daily standards? What does that look like? Sure, sure. So, um, one standard that I picked up from our bold classes at Keller Williams in the past is contacting 20 people a day. And so that's been a standard. You can go in my office and there's all these old binders and you can see probably for the last eight or 10 years, an average of contacting 20 people a day, five days a week. Uh, I do balance that though and take a couple of days off. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel it's important to have a Sabbath days. It's important to have days with your family. Yeah. So So 20 people a day. um, And I, I love that. That is just a consistent day in, day out, 20 people. Correct. Now for you, that's going to be 20 door knockings. Or how does that work? Uh, it's, usually, it's usually about half and half. It's okay. usually about half door knocking, half either phone calls, texts, okay. um, some note cards, things like that. So, so those phone call texts, are those within the farm or is that your sphere of influence? Those are more friends? sphere of influence, past okay. clients, things yep. like that. Cool. I love yeah. this because yeah. it, this is important too. Um, it's not just the farm. Correct. Right. Um, correct. You've yeah. got that. You're, you're not neglecting the data. I think it's there. wise that everybody has two or three uh, different ways that you mm-hmm. are looking for business. Okay. So, but I don't think it's wise to go out and have 10 different ways because then you'll be a jack of all trades and master of none. Right. So. And, and it's a point I, I think we don't make enough in this industry, but in any other industry, specialists are the one who get paid the most. Yeah. Right. If you're a doctor and you're a general practitioner, well, you're very valuable and important, but a surgeon gets paid more. Right. True. And in real estate, you can do very well being a surgeon. So awesome. Um, So the 20 contacts a day, um, how do you prepare yourself to do that? I mean, because I'll be honest, there's a lot of people, like I said, even with farming, Kevin, you have a a dedication and a consistency that most people would love to have, but they don't have, I don't know, is it grit? I don't know. How do you stay with it? I don't know. I mean, God's just given me a perseverant spirit. Okay. Uh, That's a, I... I look at other people and see other people who are successful in real estate, and a lot of them have a certain flash, a certain charm about them. I don't know if I I didn't get as much of those when I was in that line in heaven, but uh, but what I did get is grit and perseverance and 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 a heart that just cares for people. And mm-hmm. so I I use the way that God's wired me best, yeah, and, and and work within that capacity. I mean, there are days, and there are, I still I there's days where I mean to go out and and farm, and I don't. I mean, right. I, I'm like everybody else, you know, you right. have those days and, and you go, you know, I only contacted 10 people today, so I'm going to have to pick it up the rest of the week. So, um, but you, you, there's those balances and, and so much of it for me is, is it's taking that first step. 
is once once I once I get in the car and drive out and take that first step, then the rest of it's going to do it. It's like it's like in the past. I, there's times where I've, I've ran in life. I've, I've I've taken up jogging, and it's that first step out the door. Once you get that first step out of the door, the rest of it just comes naturally. Yeah. So, and I I think again, it's you are a great example of that compounding effort, right? Because every day you call ten or twenty people, it isn't home runs every day. Correct. Right. My yeah. guess is there's probably yeah. been days where you nothing, you know, you just, yeah. You know, yeah or, or even a stretch of days. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just, you know, it's, it's sort of like an index fund. You just continue to put money in the fund. Right. And you just trust that it's eventually it's consistent over time. You're going to hit that curve yeah. and it's going to pay. And I think yeah. it, you know, it has. Right. Yeah. Um, if you were, um, you know, if you were going to be talking to a brand new agent um, who was looking to have a consistent business, what would you tell them? I would say those contacts are so important. Uh, I would say coaching is super important. Uh, when I started out, I had a a mentor agent that mentored me through my first transaction, first three transactions. Mm-hmm. Um, teamwork. Uh, a lot of most of the time when I've been out geographical farming, I've had somebody with me. Mm-hmm. And so to have that partner who, especially on the days when you don't have it, and they're like, come on, we're going, uh, to have that uh, camaraderie. And and because some days you're going to be the one say, dragging them along with you, and, and it's going to be vice versa. So, right. so having that teamwork. I is love that. That's that's great, and it and it's there's there's an awareness. Of, it's like a training buddy, right? That way, so sure. If you want to get in shape, get a training buddy. Yeah, you want to start yeah. Running, there's that accountability mm-hmm. uh, to go. You know what? It's not just my life. I'm I'm impacting this other person's life as well. And if neither right. of us, if I'm not gonna, if I'm gonna drag my feet, then I'm dragging down their business as well. Now, is there so. anything? So, if that was a brand new agent, say I'm an agent, I'm sitting at uh, 12 units a year, right. right? Which is a great business, right? Yeah. But, but. Um, what would you tell someone who's looking to break through to to kind of ascend to that next level? Uh, so for me, it was it was the consistency and it was discovering what methods of prospecting worked for me, and that turned out to be the geographical farming. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, another huge thing I think is leverage. Um, okay. When you get to when you get to a level and you realize, hey, the you you get to a ceiling of what you can accomplish on your own. Right. And so it, it's really wise. And, and I know most people's natural tendency is to bring in a buyer's agent, but I, I strongly believe that it's important to bring in administrative help first. And so when I was around that in the units in the teens, I think the thing that brought me from being in the teens to the 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s is getting that administrative help. Okay. Um, and and it it was a uh, it was a risk and it, it was a there was sacrifice involved in doing that. Uh, there are some things I had to pull back on for my family temporarily to do that, um, but that that has paid off in the long run uh, because it's freed me up to be able to be out with people. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to explore that a little bit because I I do run into this quite a bit. Sure. Um, where I'll be talking to agents who are looking for breakthrough, and their mindset around building a team is, well, I want a buyer's agent because I don't want to go show houses anymore. Right. Um, but you just said your difference maker was hiring an admin. Absolutely. Um, now, I think one of the reasons people don't do that is you can hire a buyer's agent and not pay them anything. Correct. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so, but you went the other route, you got an admin, which is what I would say is, I would agree with you. I think that is a more powerful, but what, what was the, why, why was that better for you? Well, and I would say it's better for most people. It's it's following the KW millionaire real estate model. 
okay. is what it's doing. And because the tasks that an administrator can help you with are tasks that are the ones that are um, taking the most time away from you and mm -hmm. are the least dollar productive tasks. Yeah. And so uh, if I if I go out and I'm paying a buyer's agent to help me, I'm probably paying that buyer's agent 60, 70, 80 dollars an hour to help me when in the long run. Now, it's not directly, it's through commissions and I don't have any personal risk, but most administrators you're going to be able to hire for less than that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a it's a good it's a win win. So. I love that. So you're taking the low value activities the that are unlicensed agent work. Correct. And you're you're giving to somebody who's going to be working at a lower dollar figure. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Um, what are some of the things? Because I, I know there are people in, uh, listening right now who just leaned in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what what are some of the things that your admin does for you? That Absolutely. You so yeah. um, so the admin does the um, the TCing and the transaction coordinating. Uh, the admin, uh, a huge thing for me is phones. The admin answers the phone so that I don't get interrupted in my prospecting times, um, in my conversations. Um, the admin uh, does um, the admin does a lot of the advertising, prints up flyers, um, mm -hmm. so just all of the all of the behind the scenes sort of things uh, that uh, the paperwork trail, all the online uploading things to the multiple listing service, all of those things that can free me up so that I can out be out with people. Right. So. And I, I want to go back to the, so something you said there was so critical and it's a mindset thing of, uh, the phones so that I can focus on the prospecting. Correct. Right. Which, you know, it's, so the difference maker is me doing my lead generation time and really investing, literally investing in that. Correct. Right? And being un, 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 uninterrupted during that time. Right. So awesome. Yeah. What about scheduling things like photography or inspections or? Is yeah. It, is yeah. It? Okay. They, they would do all that. Okay. They can schedule all the inspections, photography. Okay. Absolutely. So to an agent who's hovering in the teens, if yeah. you, you know, to get to the twenties or past the twenties, you know, it is really take saying to someone, listen, you do these things so I can focus on getting more leads sure. and converting those leads to contracts, those contracts to close sales. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not ready to pull somebody on full time, it might be wise to talk to another agent in the office and maybe the two of you can split an admin. Yeah. That time. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that is um, now. Okay. So this opens up a whole nother avenue <laughs> of, uh, of conversation, but I, I'm excited about it. Um, to become an excellent realtor is one set of skills to lead a team is another set of skills. Correct. So tell me about, there There, ha, there must have been a learning curve when you brought on that first admin or when you went that route. How, you know, just like there was traction in the farm, took some time. Tell me about learning to lead people. There, There isn't it. There is a learning curve and there still is. I mean, I'm still learning uh, daily, whether it's real estate or, or working as a, as a team leader within my, um, my team, uh, there's still that, that growth. And so, yeah, learning, uh, you know, what is the proper amount of training? Um, mm -hmm. And I still fall short on that and still have to go back and apologize to my admin. Sorry, I didn't get that to you. Um, let's let's do this together. You know, um, it, it is, it's a growth. And I think that it, very similar to like the farming and that return on investment, I would say probably the first three to six months you have an admin, um, it's, you're gonna go backwards a little bit. You've gotta take those two steps backwards to go three steps forward. And I just, I have to know that as I'm hiring, I might be doing another hire later this year. And I know, I know that, Hey, I'm going to have to pull back a little bit on my business in order to uh, bring this person into the fold and uh, get them to 
um, where the leverage of, of having them on the team is going to be worthwhile. Yeah, so. that, that mindset of investment, I think, is a critical differentiator because you, I, I've talked to a number of agents who um, they want their hires, their teammates to read their minds, yeah. right? Um, or they say, I need to do X, Y, and Z. But they don't understand, they don't even think that to do X, Y, and Z, they needed to know all these other steps before, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, to have that mindset of there's going to be a little period of time where I'm investing. Now, it's not maybe it's it's money, but it's also a little loss in productivity. It's time. It's yeah. time and time is money. And, right. Yeah. You know, there's that chart. I love the chart where, it, you know, you hit the ceiling. Boom, you make a change, you want instant, you expect it to go up. Yeah. And then it doesn't. <laughs> and most people bail here. Correct. Um, but for you, staying with that and then boom, that's what's brought you. Yeah, you gotta stay it. the course. Yep. So. And it's it's a very similar mindset that's enabled you to be successful in farming as well. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. that that knowledge that I love it. That spirit of what did you say? It was a spirit of um Perseverance, perseverance or grit. Yeah, yeah. perseverance. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, okay, Kevin. So um, we mentioned the market you got into, and that was the REO market. Challenging. Correct. Um, we're in a, a unique market right now, too. Sure. Um, so what do you see as the challenges in this market right now? I'd say because there are so few listings right now, it's a hyper-competitive market for listings. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, I've got to step up my game as far as being ready when I'm going on a listing appointment and to go into those um, with confidence and uh, to go in with a skill set as an expert in the market and to show show the buyers the value because there are there are many discount agents out there. There are many people kind of everybody's jumping for the same piece of pie as far as listings. Okay. So super competitive. Absolutely. And and so, you know, there's always another side, right? Um, uh, the challenges are listings are are in short supply. There's more competition for them. Um, what's what are the 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 opportunities in this market? Absolutely. So I mean when you do when you finally get that listing, um, it, it's a gold mine. I mean it, it's there's times, I mean, when I got into the market, I, I, I don't know what the percentage of listings that expired were, but I'm guessing that number was probably like 30 or 40% of listings expired without selling. Wow. Now it seems like, I mean, my own personal numbers seem to be like 95% or higher, and that's kind of what I'm seeing across the market. So so um, once, you're, once your foot's in the door, if you will, um, it, it's it's close to guaranteed yeah. that it's going to it's gonna work out. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. Um, so that's a challenge. And then also just, just working something that's, it's, that's a challenge for me is going to sellers and really painting a clear picture of what it's going to look like to find that replacement home. I feel like there's a lot of agents I see and I, I run into what I call orphan buyers where an agent has gone out and sold their house and left these these people high and dry because they didn't give them the plan to how are you going to get into the next house? How difficult is it going to be to get in the next house? Uh, what can I do as far as preparing you for a contingent sale so that you're not homeless and living with your family for the next eight months? Yeah, so. no, and that that is absolutely a reality, right? Because what is the number one objection from sellers right now too? Well, where are we going to go? Yeah, correct. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so the opportunity in your mind is to be able to come in with clarity. 
come in with clarity and chart that course out for them. Here's steps right. A through Z. Here's how we're going to get you there. Here's what we're going to do to protect you so that you're not homeless and you don't run into these issues. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, okay. So we've kind of covered the beginning. We've covered the career as to where we are. And um, I, I love the mindset conversation we've had and, and the leadership conversation. So the, the I guess the, the kind of the concluding question is what's next? Where, where's Kevin Allen and uh, the Restory team going? Sure. So, um, I would love someday to have a team of, you know, 15 or 20 people on the team. I'd love to do that. Uh, I, I am not a fast growth type of person, so I'm more of a slow growth type of person. So it's one at a time when God opens the right doors and there's the right person, then it makes sense to bring them on. So, um, you know, as, as those doors open, I'd love to do that. I, the more people that uh, we can be a blessing to, uh, the better. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's fun to do. I could even see uh, the buyer's agent I have right now has talked about in the future of uh, opening an expansion team in another city down the road. So, you know, it's the sky's the limit as far as, as doing that. Uh, but in the, in the process, I don't want to lose the human touch. I don't want to lose the you know, we're here for you. We're going to be here for you every step of the way. Even that's even when you call me six years after you bought the house and a problems come up, I want I want to be the person that's still there for them. Yeah. So. Well, I, I love it. You you do such a good job in that process of really it's systemizing Kevin Allen, right? Yeah. It's it's standardizing Kevin Allen and that mindset that that pastor's heart that you bring to it, right? Correct. Yeah. How do we um. How do we systemize? How do we standardize that so that if they're interacting with the Kevin Allen Restore team here in Riverside Metro area, or maybe down south uh, in Temecula Valley or San Diego, yeah. it's the same. The same heart comes through. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, Kevin, it's been a it's been a great conversation, and thank yeah. you so much for sharing. I I fully and completely intend to bring you back, um, so we can get into some even even deeper into the nitty gritty on some sure. of this because you've got so much to share. So. Thank you for the time. Really Absolutely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Music by Bensound.com.